Okay. Okay. You have a fancy word for when we're done, but you don't have a fancy word for when we start. That's what the music's for. Yeah. When we add music. You're just trying to get me to sing again. Yeah, usually. (laughs) And welcome to That's P1, the podcast for people who got into Formula One from Drive to Survive. I'm Ryan Thomas, and yawning is Sarah Thomas. I didn't think you'd get to it that quickly. That's what she said. said. (laughs) We're the podcast for people who got into this thing from the Netflix series, Drive to Survive, and we don't talk about stuff that took place before that because we don't know anything about it. Email the show at thatsp1podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at That's P1 Podcast and uh, join our Grid Rivals Fantasy Formula One League that we'll talk about later. It's super fun. And if you're any good at it, you'll probably win. Setting the bar low. So this week, we are talking about the British Grand Prix. And then maybe a little bit of the Austrian Grand Prix. We'll see. Okay. So, going into the race, I really thought they were going to announce Oscar Piastri for Williams, but they didn't. Why did you think they were? It, I've seen a rumor that they that Alpine had to get his future sorted oh. by this time, or else they lost him as <clears throat> an academy driver. Mm-hmm. But... Shocker, something I read on the internet might not have been true. I mean, it seems sometimes like that happens. I don't get it. It's weird. I should stick to Twitter. Never led me astray. Okay. Otherwise, I didn't write down any other news before we get into quality, which was wet. That's all we have to say. And that's about it. Yeah. Max was fast as usual. Would have gotten pole except for a spin that Leclerc like, whatever did. Whatever happened in quality, like just for, I immediately forgot because of the race. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't know. There was a quality. I'm pretty sure and, the day before, but I don't know what happened because. And lots of people talk about ooh wet quality. This is great or wet race. This is awesome. And uh, I want like one of those a year, just because. Okay, it is interesting to see them really have to be careful. But then Mm -hmm. aside from that, I want to see them pedal to the metal, pushing their car and package to the limit. I don't want to see a lot of easing around corners. Okay. It's not interesting to me. Okay. Fair enough. So let's talk about the race. Man. So there's no good way to talk about the start. Okay. I mean, there's just not. There was, there was carnage. It was a big <laughs> carnage. That's. A- I mean, for, well, fortunately, there it was an actual carnage, but that makes it sound even more violent than it was. And it was a really bad crash. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the crash. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not parsing the race bit by bit, but we are going to talk talk about the crash which happened, turn one, lap one. It was. 
crazy and terrifying. You're just nodding. Well, yeah, I was in. I was encouraging. It, <laughs> it was. It was arresting, as as you're watching it. I mean, you know, listener, because you watched it. That cut. Max is pulling away, and he's pulling towards your screen, and then you see a car slide, obviously upside down, into and then out of frame. Yeah. And it happens like, so fast and without what? warning that Brundle barely catches it. And he catches everything. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then for the longest time. And then we see Russell running across and we're like, oh, fuck. And like with Grosjean, we didn't see replays quickly. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. I don't like when they show somebody's leg breaking from four different angles and let's watch the tears well up as he realizes Achilles tendon is torn. Yeah. If someone is dying in the car, we're not going to show live footage of it happening. Which apparently is a change from how they used to be. Yeah. So I appreciate that. But I would like some more of, wait, what happened? Who, what is going on? Cause it was, it was a while until we found out who even, was even... And even what had happened. Even before they could show yeah. the replay, we were like, how did this car end up upside down? Yeah. And it was nothing. And to their credit, they sort of had us on the couch with them of, yeah, we don't know really what mm-hmm. happened either. Mm-hmm. We aren't able to see the replays. So that oh, at least man. was helpful, but... All right, so it was a crazy start. And yeah, terrifying, and you know, like you said, it was reminiscent of what happened with Grosjean, of just the waiting to find out what what happened, and and to end up ooh. over that next barrier. That was nuts! Oh my goodness! At one point, they did show a shot of the barrier, and I wondered. Oh, they must. He must be fine because they already moved his car. Because I didn't see his car in the barrier. Didn't realize it was wedged in. It took me a while to realize he was wedged in. I just, I've never even was, thought of that being a possibility. It was crazy that that happened. So thankful that that fence was there, though, because that would have been disastrous. Oh, and I'm sure at some point there was a fight years ago about how strong to make those Mm -hmm. and oh if you make them that strong it's hard to see through that hurts the fans well it would have hurt them a lot worse to have a car fly into them so glad that was there and thank god for the halo yeah because that halo has saved so many lives now halo has always existed in drive to survive but i have heard that people were against it Mm mm-hmm and worried it would ruin the broadcast and what it looked like. And that's funny. Even some drivers were worried they'd be able to see. With, I mean, it's a thin bar, but something is. Oh, technically, they wouldn't be able to see with it. Yeah, and, yeah. But it's at least saved Grosjean and Joe's lives. And Hamilton's. Oh when yeah, in Hamilton, when Max Monza, went, when he stomped uh-huh. on him. Yep. And then maybe, and I think more. Who was it? Was it Leclerc got 
rolled over, somebody in one of the Drive to Survive seasons flipped over LeClaire. Okay. I can't remember. I can't remember that. But it saved lots of lives. It has. We are so happy for the Halo. And it gives them a great place to put usually useful graphics when we're on board. Mm-hmm. Often they aren't helpful, but when they just stick to the ones that work, it's a good semicircle to have on your screen. So I I don't want to get into assigning blame because just a tragic I don't think there was thing. blame. It was a crowded track. I think if you had to, I think George might have gotten the ticket, but we're all just happy everybody's okay. Yeah. And... And then Albon, I feel bad for him oh, because normally he would be getting all of the sympathy and attention and airtime. But after what happened to Joe, yeah, it's people like, forgot about Albon, but but he triggered the G sensor and had to go to the medical center. Yeah, glad he was okay. Yeah, I'll, I saw I'll be somebody. Curious to see how he does this weekend, and is. Because that's a really quick turnaround. So if he is sore at all. It's going to be tough. Could, yeah. I saw a guy follow tweet from pit lane in Austria. A picture of uh, Joe's pit, Joe's garage and Albon's garage. And they've already got their names and photos mm-hmm. up in front. And he's like, this is the best picture I'll take all weekend. Aww. Which seems to imply... The teams believe both guys are going to be ready to roll, which is awesome. Yeah. But if you're Williams, are you kind of like, no, Alex, I think you need a week to recover just so they can try out a new driver? Oh, like a free test, a free tryout. Yeah. Put him up against Latifi. Like what Mercedes got to do with Russell when Hamilton had... Uh, COVID. Oh, yeah. That's true. Like, oh, we're so sorry. I'm just going to sit here and let's see how... Because Albon's seat is probably safe. He's done mm. yeah, about as well as you could expect in Williams. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see how somebody else handles the car. See if Yosk Capito goes so in and starts forging medical records. Who are ready. Well, and, and if they really are going to sign Piastri at some point. It'd be really nice to know what you're getting. Yeah. Be a free try. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. And would give you more than just, Oh, we're going to let them do a practice. Ooh, won't that show as much? No, it won't. But I don't know. Just a thought. I think that's interesting. But at the start before the crash, the only other interesting thing is it was one of the few times this year, now that they've gotten rid of the Q2 tire rule, which is whatever tire you set your fastest Q2 time in, that exact set of tires have to be your race start tires if you make Q3. Okay. So if you make the top 10, the fastest you went in Q2, those tires you have to, you have to start on. This year, free choice. And we've pretty much only seen people do the same choice. You know, somebody who's out of position, maybe down an eighth, may do something different. Russell, in this case, did hards. 
but Max went on softs when pretty much everybody else in the top were on mediums. And I just got excited, like, whoa, we have a difference. Mm. Somebody is zigging and everyone else is zagging. That's interesting. And it sure definitely worked. I mean, he blew away signs at the start and was pulling, even in the two turns he had, was pulling a gap. And then, you know, we had to restart. Mm -hmm. I think that just says, without damage, we'll get to all that. He would have won this race. I think if on softs, Max would have won this in a two-stop. Then when we restart and he goes on to mediums, which I wondered at the start, like, were they just messing with Ferrari? Okay, during the red flag, you guys knew we were going to roll on soft. So now you've worked out all your math. Oh, surprise. Now we're on mediums. Mm. Yeah. And we know you guys are weak at strategy. So that could be something they would do. Good luck. Okay. Well, with that, which team do you want to talk about first? As they say in Netflix, we have to talk about Ferrari. Oh, man. If you are a Ferrari fan. If you're in the Tifosi, our You have to be getting apologies. Worried, right? Like Both in the What's worrisome ouch. is both in the micro and macro sense. Like you okay. do have to be worried about this season, but what hope do you have next year? I think there's hope because I think Ferrari is Red Bull from 2019. Okay. They have a good car, a good-ish car. They have a talented driver. They just can't get there. The car's just not quite good enough. They're just not quite there. You have to give it a year or so, or maybe 2020 Red Bull, but close, but just can't quite make it. I can see some of that. My counter to that would be in those times, the car was more the problem than what, well, from what I understand in those seasons, I knew even less than I know now, but it wasn't obvious that Red Bull was making bad, dumb strategy decisions. Okay. Which I think is the worst part that to me, the Ferrari is almost like the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. They're making bad decisions and the people who are making those bad decisions probably aren't going anywhere. So man, we got Dak, we've got this quarterback. He's awesome. He's really good. But because of the people at the top, he's going to be saddled with a running back we've overpaid, which means we can't pay other people. So, Not sure about the coach. So are you saying that Benotto or whatever his name is, is that Jason Garrett? Ooh, who would, who would Mattia Bonato be? Maybe. Yeah, probably Garrett because I'm going to keep trying the same thing over and over and waste it's gonna all work. the good talent I have, and eventually it's going to work. Well, and they asked him after it this won't. race. Spoiler alert, narrator, it, it didn't. Doesn't. They asked Bonato after the race, you know, hey, do you think all these mistakes and things that we're going to talk about screwed up your race or whatever? He goes, uh, we won the race and got pole, so I, this was a good weekend, yeah. which... 
That is very. That is so Jason Garrett and yeah. Jerry Jones. Yeah. To be like, uh, result. Good analogy. Don't look at process. Don't look. Look at the result. We're eight and eight. We're a nine and seven playoff team, baby. NFC's champs. We're the best racing team in Italy, guys. Come on. That's rough. So where do you want to start with them? Well, I was going to say, I was really excited that Signs got his first win. Yeah. That's I like Signs. awesome. Smooth operator. He seemed less thrilled than I expected him, to be honest. Like, he seemed happy, but... Mm-hmm. It wasn't Checo. Yeah, and maybe after Checo's win, everybody's going to seem a little less <laughs> emotional. If you're not crying and asking your wife... <laughs> If your son stayed up to watch it. But he seemed happy, but as like devastated as he's acted when he's gotten second, I thought he'd be a little bit more emotive. So I was kind of like, wait. Do you you, know that it's over? I don't know. But so I was really glad he, he was able to get that. That was awesome. Sucks for Leclerc. Oh my gosh. Like, he had to have been so frustrated. And I can't wait to find out what what's his name was saying to Leclerc after the race. Oh, and Bonato was wagging his finger yeah. at him. Yeah. I appreciated they quickly or that image came out as we were watching post race making lunch and it came up and one of the talking heads said something about, oh, Ferrari said that, that he's bucking him up or encouraging him. And Jensen Button said, yeah, all of my friends encourage me by wagging their finger in my face. Yeah, that did not look like a, you'll do better next time. That did not look like that at Don't all. Don't you tell them we took this race from you. Yeah. And his face looked angry. Yeah. And he usually doesn't. He usually has a Mr. Magoo type expression. Like, do you know you're at a racetrack, sir? I mean, I wonder if Charles said something as they were walking. Because Charles was angry, which understandable. And he was adamant about it on the radio. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if he was saying something. And I, again, taking the Cowboys metaphor, I think image is so important to Ferrari and yeah true I'd heard people talk about that and then I've seen some this year and that they'll run their engine at a higher engine mode and Friday practice than other people so that they can sort of glory run and be at the top of the timesheets even though that doesn't mean anything <laughs> come Sunday they want that attention they want that social burn yeah. that is so what Jerry would do if he had a team yeah that is and so I think Bonato can sort of handle there being problems, but don't you talk about this on the radio where everyone can hear and Leclerc has to do that or else his side of the story doesn't get told because it will get gobbled up with Sylvia and the mm-hmm. press machine of Ferrari. Mm-hmm. And I just feel really bad for him. And I meant to look before this. I know he's on a longer term deal. I mean, he's there for a bit, and I don't know how he feels about that today. Uh, well, you know, Seb's walking by going, see, told you. I mean, 
it does make me wonder if in addition to Seb's decline, because he's clearly in decline from the height of his powers, did they accelerate that or did they really push down his floor? Cause we've seen him do having to do like Carlos is doing this year, having to make their own strategy calls, mm-hmm. turn the team down and say, no, we need to do it this way. Understood. Mm-hmm. And you're doing way too many other things. Yeah. Give input. I want the softs or want the hards or why'd you put me on this tire? But you don't need to be saying, no, we need to do this lap time instead of that lap time. No, we need to do. A, you shouldn't be driver and strategist. That's why you have a strategy team. Yeah. It was. So. Oof. So what did you do? You think they made the right decision? Because I've seen some people argue about this with uh, signs and Leclerc sort of fighting, sort of being stuck behind each other, depending on which, At which side point. Uh, I guess early on, probably after, after Max got his issue and Leclerc was chasing him down and had him and couldn't get past him, but was saying, Hey, I do something. Get me mm-hmm. around him. And they waited a while. I wish they hadn't. It sounded like they kept moving the goalposts for, signs I'm like well he's can do this time can you do better I sounded like they did that a couple of times and I've only watched that once I haven't watched multiple times like you have but it sounded to me like they kept moving it and I wish they had just made a decision and stuck to it I think they I think they, they definitely just, they took didn't their make time it, yeah and and then all they did were like well just come into the pit really that's a decision you can make that's how I deal with conflict. Yeah. So, and to me, that just shows that they can't, they don't know what to do. They don't know strategy. Well, they know it, but they can't choose. It, They're kind of frozen and indecision. They can't do the hard thing. Yeah. Which just do it. And I don't like Christian Horner, but he can do the hard thing. Tells check out a move and there's no he has questioning. no feeling about it. He's like, just do it. And it, I think that filters you know? down because even in uh, Barcelona, Hugh Bird, Checo's engineer was saying, okay, Checo, we got to move over from like his engineer. You could tell sort of felt bad, but there was no, what do you think? There was no other option. Yeah. You are moving out of the way. And at one point, Leclerc was like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm effing up my race back here. You guys are fucking me up. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And his engineer says, okay, we'll come back to you. Great. There's no answer. That's like being up in space on the space station. I have an issue in Houston saying, we're going to go on mute for a minute. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Hey, I saw that movie and that's what they said. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, it's like what they were saying to them on 13. If yeah, hold on. We'll, uh, we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Okay. And that, Felt great for the astronauts to not have anyone in their corner. And yeah. And Leclerc's like, well, all right, I guess cool. I'll just drive some more corners really fast and hope. Yeah. It was, they were just, and they almost lost it completely with the end of having Hamilton. And oh. even Alonzo was trying to sneak up and all that. All right. So let's. So like Ferrari almost screwed themselves completely. Twice. Yeah. 
I think this is Ferrari's biggest problem in that they aren't aggressive or they aren't assertive. Yeah. Because I have to imagine, because math is math. Someone. Unless you do my math. Oh, sure. But somewhere in that team, somebody knew they had to move Carlos. Mm-hmm. I mean, Leclerc had a had lost an implant. He was down a little bit on downforce, and he was still faster. Mm-hmm. You got to get that guy going, and he's your championship leader. Even if he wasn't faster, Red Bull would have been like, "Hey, Chuck, you got to get behind him. This he's, is our this is yeah. our guy. He's the one in the points." And by not being assertive, they're going to screw themselves. Yeah. And there are going to be sometimes your engine's going to blow up. You can't control that. I mean, I guess you sort of can make it better engines. But Mm -hmm. in the moment, you can't really control that. So you have to maximize every time your car is going to finish. It's got to finish as well as it can for the team, the driver. And they're just fucking that up. Um, So I wanted to bring up that Will Buxton did a very interesting tweet yesterday. Ooh. Comparing poles and wins between Red Bull and Ferrari. Okay. Walk us through that. We'll retweet it. The account will retweet it. I already it, but... retweeted it. Okay. Uh, so Leclerc and Signs have six and one poles, respectively. So seven poles for Ferrari. And Red Bull has two and one. So three. Two, two for Max, one for Jack. Yeah. Wins. Max has six. Checo has one. Leclerc has two scientists. Oh, my gosh. What was the last race he won? So, comparing the polls to wins, it's like, ooh, ouch. Leclerc might not have won since, like, Australia. He hasn't won a race in three. Three months. Oh, my goodness. He hasn't stood on a podium in two months. And you thought this season was over. I know. If only someone had told me to be a little reasonable in my reaction. If someone on this show was measured and didn't get out the jump to conclusions, Matt. Mm-hmm. So, I think most of us agree. I thought that was interesting. I so... Oh, that, may, that hurts my heart. And yes, I'm pulling for Red Bull... I sort of like Max. I really love Checo, but just that, that mm-hmm. just, that's not, that's just like, sad. Yeah. Oh. If you're red, if you're a Ferrari fan, a Leclerc fan, you are sitting on the sidelines going, no, you're, you're just, it, Sorry. you're, you're that, that gif of him pulling into the pits in Monaco, just yelling no and hitting your yeah. uh, steering wheel. Yeah. So we agree pretty much both times Leclerc was stuck behind signs. They should have swapped him immediately. Okay. I think, right? Sure. They had time. They could have done that. I like Ferrari. I don't really have an opinion. (laughs) 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 You like pasta. You'd you'd fit right in on that pit wall. I really would. But let's go to what I think is their most egregious mistake. Ferraris? Yeah. Okay. The safety car. Oh, that's when Leclerc like really got screwed, right? Yeah. By not getting fresh tires when everybody else got them. 
And that's just, I, I don't oh, understand. Poor Charles. I do and I don't. It's like you, you allude they to every watch. They acted like Mercedes. Like, mm-hmm. have you learned nothing by watching your other team screw the safety card thing? Like, yeah. It, so, Ocon, as we all recall, coming down a straight, I don't know, one of the straights, there's lots of straights on this course. Yeah. Coming down a straight, slows down and stops. And it's instantly clear to Martin and Crofty that this is going to be a safety car. Yeah. Where that is. And there are certain turns we've heard them talk about. This spot's going to be a safety car that uh, you can get away with that. At the point where he goes out and they haven't called the safety car yet, Leclerc is just entering another straight. So he's like down by the, the start finish. Ocon is. And... Uh, Leclerc's just come out of Megat's and Beckett's. Like if you think of the the race as like a the the track as a bow bow tie, he's like just crossed the top okay. of it and he's working his way down. He has almost half a lap left to get around to the pit. So why didn't they bring him in? I don't know. And then at the point where the safety car gets called, where that message pops up, he's finished that straight. He still has a whole segment of turns before. And Carlos Sainz is 3.6 seconds behind him. 4.6 seconds behind him. So that's plenty of time to double box. And since you're under safety mm-hmm. car, Sainz could really back up. And I mean, Hamilton mm-hmm. can't pass him under safety car. And to your point, they did what Mercedes has done, not just at Abu Dhabi, because at yeah, Abu Dhabi, the difference is up. they thought this thing isn't going to finish. Uh, this yeah. thing is going to finish under safety car. We have to be in front. But at other times, they prioritize track over tires. And they just, I, I don't get it. I know Sam Collins, one of the guys on the F1 TV, said this is the right decision. You don't give away track position. But when you're going to have 10 laps left, and you know that, that's not Everybody's a big wreck. Everybody's getting fresh tires. Pass people. Yeah. It And I've seen some people say, well, if they both pitted, Hamilton would have just taken their track position. Fine. Because then they'd be on soft tires. Yeah. We're all and going yet, at And Hamilton's hards weren't as old, but he is still on older hards and they'd be on fresh softs. There's just no reason mm-hmm. not to do that. But that's sort of like new thinking. And like you said, Mercedes might be learning. Yeah, because it's not just last year's race. Like, there's been several times this year where Hamilton has gotten screwed by they not pulling him in for tires during the red flag. It was like Abu Dhabi. They couldn't decide or they weren't telling him. And he was like, what are we doing, guys? Well, I don't know. How do you feel? Yeah. Just tell me. Like, I'm driving fast and I'm trying to hit this extra time. Like, you just need to tell me what to do. Yeah. Uh, That's happened... A few times. Oh, and at Miami they did that. Because yeah. he's like, guys, what do we do? And they're like, well... Yeah. It's happened a few times where he would have gotten better end result if he had fresher tires. But they didn't bring him in. And then it's too late. And mm-hmm. he's stuck. But... Yeah. It, that screwed 
Charles, unfortunately. They didn't help Charles get in front. They let him out to dry. They finally let him get in front, and they're like, Which I just don't get. Oh, He's by your the way, lead points person, why aren't you supporting him more? I don't understand that at it's all. It's not like they're like even, even like, oh, well, it's one or the other. No, he's clearly the one in higher points. He's Obi-Wan. You have one hope. He's your only hope. Yeah. I, and then to then leave him out on hards, you've got three guys right behind you, second, third, and fourth, are all on softs. Mm-hmm. They told LeClaire Signs is going to back them up. <laughs> and Signs And then they nope. told Signs, hey, back up to the maximum distance you yep. you're allowed to leave. And he's like, "No." I loved that sign. It was like, "No. Don't ask me to do that. We have so much to lose." And I liked he wasn't just being temperamental. He said, "Guys, that's a dumb decision." Yeah. Well, I my guess is that he was as annoyed with team orders from that day as the rest of us were. You haven't been able to make a decision this whole race, and now you try to do something. No. Mm-mm. I'm not doing it. Sorry. That's... Mm-mm. And... Your time to make decisions on my race is over. And to his credit, he bounces LeClaire <clears throat> quick. He passes him so quickly. And I... I don't think that this matters. Crazy. But they didn't tell LeClaire that Carlos had said... I'm not going to back him up. Ooh. I don't think that I, I that might have bought him an extra turn. I just think, again, that's another thing you aren't doing to help your driver. To tell LeClaire, hey, that's not going to be the plan. What you thought and how you thought you were approaching the safety car restart. Yeah, yeah, you got to scratch that. Oh, and you have five seconds to do that and formulate a new plan because here comes the line. Aye. I. That's. That's why Ferrari, I believe, is going to be hard-pressed to win against Red Bull. Because they have to back into a win. They need so many things to go their way. And then they still bottle it. And Red Bull, because they were the third. They were the little brother at the big table for so many years. They're used to having to find Mm -hmm. a weird way around. Find a market inefficiency that now that they are good, they still do that. And then it's like, well, we're really tough to beat now. Yeah. So let's go to Red Bull. Let's go to Red Bull. While we're talking about it, let's talk about Red Bull. I feel like there's not as much to talk about with them as with Ferrari, but let's talk about Red Bull. Let's talk about Red Bull. So I know, I didn't see the list, but I saw that they brought upgrades to the car here. Okay. Little ones, nothing massive, but something. I mean, I can read those things, but it all just goes over yeah. in my head. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so. Apparently, it took them Friday to rebalance the car. Okay. But once Saturday practice, and you and I didn't watch practice this weekend, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But apparently, Saturday practice, they got it balanced, and he was beating everybody by, I think, four or five tenths. Okay. So, Max clearly had the pace in the dry. He yeah. had race pace. He had pace in the wet. Yeah. That car is working. Yes. And again, like I said, he was going to win that on two stops at first, or then he started mediums. He was going to win that on one stop when Carlos got that gust of wind. 
He's had bad luck with that. Had that at Barcelona also, where he went off into the gravel because oh, of the, the wind. Spin. Yeah. <laughs> that was like synchronized spinning. Yeah, it was weird. That they had. But, um, you know, Max is going to win that. And he pulled a gap quick. He'd yep. had pole if Leclerc hadn't spun in the wet. So that's the Max side of the garage. Oh, and then his car got damaged. Yep. So he was, what was I the just, damage with that? Oh, it was like a piece of... Because it went to puncture no. like they thought. It was a piece of something, right? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Alpha Tori and plate. That's what it was. Thanks to Duke for sending us this article. It was explaining that uh, front wing end plate from Alpha Tori got stuck under the floor. Man. Not only is it... Not only do you get a win taken away from you, but it's your sister team. Yep. And Yuki didn't have a great day. So it's one of the times. (laughs) So Yuki screwed it up. But. Man. I just kept laughing at. Max was like, something's wrong. Nope. Everything's fine. No, something is wrong. (laughs) Yeah. We agree something was wrong, but it's not bad. So you need to keep driving. But this car sucks. Yeah, you just need to keep driving. Like the car's undrivable. Yeah, and it sounded like parents do when their kids are like, "The water's too cold. I don't want it. Just get in the pool, go swimming, go finish whatever." Just when kids are whining, mm-hmm. and as a parent, you're like, "Just do it. Just stop. Just keep going." It was I can't so take funny. you anywhere. Yeah, that and made me laugh. Well, at one point they were like, "What do you want for a front wing update? Your pit stop?" And he's like, "It doesn't even matter. I can't drive this fucking car." <laughs> He was funny. But, but again, good for them in that he wanted to retire that thing. He did. And they you knew. You can tell. He was like, I don't want to drive this. This is stupid. What are we even doing out here? And they knew there are still some points to be had. Not many, but they're all going to matter. Still get a couple. And like at Hungary, he finished with two points. Yeah. That helped him. Go on it. Yeah. So, but Choco. Choco. Checo. Wow. Hashtag keep calm and call Checo. My goodness. He had, he just came out of nowhere. Claire. After says, that safety car. Like what? I'm going to take you out the knees and turn four. Man. I'm going to fuck up your wing. And it's, it, and Claire did that and then still didn't even get the move done. <laughs> and Checo pits. By that point we lost people. Yeah. He goes from, I think 17th. To second. That was crazy. And he did like, from like lap two or three, whenever he finally pitted, mm-hmm. until 10 laps left in the race on that one set of tires. And he, it seemed to kind of take a while for him to move up. Like I expected him to move up a lot faster than he did. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't looked at and times. Then, I don't know if they told him this is the serious long game. Mm-hmm. Every lap we stay out is another chance at a safety car. So if we have to take this to lap 50, we're gonna. <laughs> and yeah, if he was just nursing that car around. But, but he had a great drive. And when that safety car came, that was my oh first my thought is Checo, come on. He was ready. God, and he good for him. He as a number two has that killer instinct 
of, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get this win. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm going to score a lot of points. I'm going to try to equalize myself. Like, fuck that. I'm going to win today. It was a amazing driving at the end. I mean, those last several laps were just so fun to watch. Like, that's the kind of racing I want to see between five really good drivers just toe to toe. Going to town. was amazing. And so good. Yes. Such a good race because of that. If you aren't a Checo fan, you're going to say, well, he went off the track. He cut a corner. Well, Claire went off the track. Hamilton had a moment. It was all kind of whatever. That didn't impact where people finished. Yeah. And it was so good of in front and no, Hamilton there. No, no, no. And Alonzo's trying to come up at the back. Like what? You, it was the only time I feel bad for the TV director. Cause of course the TV direction sucked. Of course. But there was a lot happening. Yeah. And at that track, because they're going through so many fast turns, you can't do those long shots where you Mm -hmm. follow them. You've got to go then move up. And get the next camera. Yeah. And so, but so I, I'm not mad about that, but I just loved how every time the camera switched, it was like a different car was in front and that split second, yeah. something changed. It was crazy. And so they went good. three wide at one point and it worked. Golly. That shows these cars can follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even on Fresh Tire, you could not do that last year. <clears throat> it was so good. And he did a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. I think Leclerc almost got passed too quickly by signs. Mm-hmm. And so all of his fighting tools he used on Checo. Okay. Because I think pace-wise, if Checo could have gotten around Leclerc pretty quick, he would have had time to get to chase down signs to win. Because he had the pace to do that. But Sainz did it in two turns and then was like, bye. Mm-hmm. That, they were all really good. And, and we also have to talk about, because we're talking about Red Bull, we need to talk about Max and his final little battle with Mick. Oh, with Mick. That's right. Yay. Mick got to show some of his He got talent. to drive. Yeah. He got to drive and show, like, I got here for a reason. I'm here because I'm good. And that was fun to get to see some talent and skills from him. And yeah, if Max's car hadn't been messed up, they wouldn't have been able to fight. And I get that, but he was so close to passing him. That was exciting. And what was more, most impressive to me, I think not just the making it up to wherever Max was and almost getting him done, but was that you could race like that. And you didn't cause a crash. Mm-hmm. You did it cleanly. The points were awesome, and that's the primary. But then the secondary thing is, okay, this guy got some points, but he's shown he's got actual racecraft. Yeah. Because Max was edging him off the track, and mm-hmm. he he dealt with that and knew, okay, I got to keep the car home. Was, There's a bigger picture yep. here. I was impressed this with was, his drive. This was an important week for Mick. Because people have been saying he needs to score points or he's going to be in danger of losing his seat at some point. And 
he got points. So good for him. I was, I was glad he got points. He beat Magnuson. Yeah. So it's a bit of a fluke, but it's awesome. It was, but it was. I was glad he finally got some points. And then t- today they released a fun video of him playing with Roscoe. <laughs> Hamilton's so dog Roscoe. Yeah, he's out there just wrestling with. It looks like a frisbee or something. He's just wrestling back and forth, and you can see Roscoe's just just wagging his fat little, little butt. You oh, know, like that's awesome. <laughs> it was really cute. I love that so yeah. much. We like dogs in this house, so yeah, hell yeah, that was cute. If I find out Chuck is a cat person, I'm going to have to just question everything. He doesn't seem like a pet person at all, to be honest. I don't, I, I think he's got some, I don't think it, it's hard to do that when you travel yeah. so much. He's talked about it on a, on one of the Red Bull podcasts, but it's nothing interesting. Oh, well. That's, I, that's all I've got on Red Bull. No, I did write down that Okay. when Perez got around Hamilton, he dummied him and he, they were going into a set of turns, and he got Ham- he got Hamilton to defend the wide outside, mm-hmm. and then he just went inside, and it's just fun it's to see. Good. Okay, not only can you use a car that's really good, you've got racecraft. We've yeah. seen you back Hamilton the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that's nice fun. to see you pass him too. All right, so- but speaking of. Hamilton. Let's talk about Mercedes. We have to talk about them again. Okay. I'll ask you a question. Okay. Is Mercedes back? I think they're getting there. The, I mean, they obviously were having a great weekend here. The car was doing great. But it seems like they're only going to be good at certain tracks. So it's, well, I don't think you can be back until you can be good at any track or most or does, don't have to be as dependent on it. But they'll be fine. To have, they're not going to be like Haas and suck for 10 years. and They're, they're going to be fine. This is progress. Because mm-hmm. like you said, yeah. Like Toto say, they need marble, flat, smooth tracks. Yeah, that's just... You don't get a lot of those. Mm-mm. But they're showing when we do get that, we're, we're good. good. I still think they're the third best car even on their track because they needed a, sm- a slightly damaged Ferrari and two damaged Red Bulls. I think it's hard to say that because Hamilton at first, that very first lap, he had a really good start. Oh, the very first start that didn't count. The very first start that didn't win, that didn't count. Hamilton was like That's true. He got, up a, there. He got a badass start. Yeah. So we don't know what that was going to look like. True. But in the start that did count... That was just what but that's happened. Fair. Like I don't. But that no, you're you're right. That's fair. It's that goes into the we don't know. Yeah. Because the results we got aren't valid. It's nobody's fault. Like they still can't. Like you still get the podium, but we don't. We can't extrapolate anything from that. 
That's fair. We can't extrapolate anything bad that you're not back, but we can't say you're totally back and that you would have beaten. Yeah. I think they, Mercedes has said their next big track that's going to be good for them is the France one. Oh, Paul Ricard. Yeah. They said that's going to be a good track for them. So it, we'll see what we can do, what they'll do here at Austria, but mm-hmm. I don't expect them to be amazing in Austria by their own. Yeah. Comments. By their, their own admission. Yeah. yeah. When we're done talking about teams, I have, I, I have a little bit of info. I know a smidge about that. They might be better sooner than we think. Oh, okay. Um, so let's just, while we're talking about Mercedes, talk about how George Russell is showing us that he is just a good guy. Like, good dude. If Seb is just the best of all of us, then George is right up there too. He's ready to take that mantle when Seb does retire. Yeah. Of like, I, he wanted to get out and go check on the other driver. Mm-hmm. And he's done that. I mean, even when he went and slapped Bottas, he did go check cool. on him first yeah. last year. But this year, yeah, he <laughs> saw Joe and he's like, guys, holy shit. There's a car over a wall. Yeah. And he's up on the tire on barrier yelling, directing yeah. traffic and And he handled to the cameras on the radio everything that was public viewing. He handled what happened with his car so well. He didn't get he didn't show extreme frustration or anger or pissed off because the stewards marshals touched his car. He handled it with grace. Now what he did off camera, I don't know, but that doesn't matter. Not our problem. That's not our problem. He showed everybody like, I'm going to be mature and handle this and it's fine. There's a bigger picture. And he, I, I was impressed. He, cause he is still really young. Yeah. And this is first year in a good car In a good car. Yeah. It, that isn't going like he thought he didn't expect to be mid-grid yeah. when he finally made it to Mercedes. Yeah. So it would have been understandable if he threw a little bit of a pity party and a fit. Mm-hmm. But he and, and he that, did good. And he, that car, is it's it's getting there. It looked like it's easy on its tires like Red Bull is, but doesn't switch them on as fast. Mm-hmm. I think that's, why, that's part of why Checo was able to do so much damage is the Red Bull is easy on its tires and switches them on fast, so heats them up. And so he's like, oh, bye. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Mercedes, it takes a bit. It's like a crock pot. Takes a bit, but then it just doesn't burn them out. Mm -hmm. And the more they learn about that car, the more that team can devise ways to get up higher. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah. Um, What else you got? Is that... All a, for Mercedes. That's all I got for Mercedes. It was a rough week for McLaren. Yeah, man. This womp womp. It is. Haas got double points. 
both. They were exciting. I just feel like the midfield is so tight, but kind of boring. Mm-hmm. This wasn't one where it was a, it was exciting to watch Mick get his points, but there was so that much was happening it. at the front that yeah. the mid the midfield it was like we got other things to handle, guys. There are some races where that's the fun thing. Mm-hmm. That was not it. This race, so. Friday did well. Aston Martin participated. <laughs> They're pretty much that's what they do. Yep, that's all I've got to remember yeah. the teams. Yeah. So before we go to standings, okay. Um. The FIA has issued a technical directive, still okay. dealing with this porpoising. Oh gosh. Okay. And one of the things it talks about in there sort of gave other teams a hint of what other teams were doing to help with their porpoising problems. Okay. So there's some parts of the floor, which is literally the underside of the car that's inches away from the ground. And it's got contours and it funnels all sorts of air. It's got all sorts of tunnels and ridges and stuff to manipulate the air. And they, that's what they don't like people seeing when their car's up on a crane because it'll give teams a hint of what's under there because that's the only time you get to see what teams are doing in their floor. Oh, okay. And the floor is where all the aerodynamic stuff happens this year versus last year. Okay. And there are parts of the floor towards the back. They're sort of like planks. And in the regulations for this year, it said that at this part of the plank... And at this part of the plank, I'm not sure what those parts are, but at certain points of the plank, it has to be this thick and it has to be this rigid, be able to pass this kind of weight or force test. Apparently, okay. it didn't talk about any other part of the plank. And so apparently what Red Bull and Ferrari have done is meet those two points are what you said we had to do. We found a loophole in the other parts of the plank so that we're able to have it flex more than your rules intended, which helps us not porpoise. Oh, but the FIA, I think is going to say there's some kind of safety thing with it flexing too much. I'm not really sure, but what it looks like is Red Bull and Ferrari for sure have read those rules and were like, ah, here's a loophole. Thank you very much. Okay. And the FIA is going to say, yeah, you fulfilled the letter of the law, but we're going to hold you to the spirit of the law. So you need to fix it. Which means if this does pass, because it has to go from a technical directive to like a real rule or law. Okay. If it makes that jump, Red Bull and Ferrari are going to have to change a massive part of their car and might come back to the pack. Oh, that'll be interesting. And Toto and, I hate saying his name, Mike Crack, who's, yeah, um, in charge at Aston Martin, Mm -hmm. read the technical directive and they're like, that's what they're doing. Like, had no Real they clue hadn't realized what how other teams weren't porpoising, and when they saw that, they're like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> and by cracking an interview, was like, 
yay, we did learn from the technical direction. It's really interesting that apparently teens have been doing that because that's clearly not an area that we've been exploiting and we should have. Yeah. So there's a little bit of, yeah, you did that. Good job. And it'll be interesting. And it's not just because it goes against Red Bull. I sort of disagree with this because it's like, if but you... If that's made the car safer from not having as much porpoising. That... Why don't they just let the other teams figure... Like, like now that you've read that technical directive, yeah. figure your own way. Yeah, like we hadn't... You hadn't figured that out, but here's a hint. We're not going to give you the plans. Yeah, but now you know what to play with to make your car better. Because if they change it, couldn't you argue that it's just going to make Red Bull and Ferrari have more porpoising and be worse for their drivers? Like... So we've made everybody at, at the very least, at they're going to make those cars slower. Yeah. And I disagree with changing midstream. Like they in 2020 made Mercedes mid rate or mid season, get rid of their party mode where they would run a super high engine mode for quality and in the race run lower modes to save their engine. Mm hmm. And they said, you can't run any mode in quality you don't run in the race. And that was mid-season. I disagreed with that. Yeah, it helped the teams going against Mercedes, but you set out the rules, and in the middle of the game, you can't change the rules. That's what our four-year-old does. Like, I mean, no, you didn't win. You actually need to go two times around the board to win. Oh, wait, no, I'm first right. It's the first time. Like, okay. I just disagree with changing things midstream. Okay. So I'm probably going to bitch about this a lot, especially if it does oh, tighten yay. things up. Click that like and subscribe. Okay. I started to say something really mean, but I was like, no, that's mean. I don't want to be that mean. Oh, say something mean. I was going to be like, I wish there was like a mute button on my headphones. So I could just. Oh, damn, that is mean. I see it. That was mean. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I'm joking. I'll take it that personally. <laughs> I can see moving your microwave. It would be kind of funny if I could just talk. Let's see if he's done talking about that. Nope, nope, nope. he still is muted some more. <laughs> but you could pipe in your old music. <laughs> All right, you ready to go to standings? Let's look at the standings because Ferrari made some ground. Oh my goodness, but not much. All right, so Max is still winning with 181. Perez has 147. 181 to 47, that's 34 points. 34 points between them. Gosh. If Max has another bad race or has a DNF, Perez could pass him. He's close. He needs two because the max you can get is 26. But a bad race and a Checo win and fastest lap could be an eight-point gap. Really interesting. Oh. Yeah. Leclerc has 138. So there's only nine points between Leclerc and Perez. So 138 to 181? Between Leclerc and Max, yeah. So 43 points. Wow. And then Sainz has 127. Like, these are all fairly close. Man, so what's he'd be in second place, Leclerc would, if he'd won that race. I don't know. 
Because then he just asking me to do multiple things. Like any that? nine? I don't know. Any nine points behind Perez? Eight points? I don't know. One forty-seven and thirty-eight. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's nine. If he'd gone, if he'd finished first instead of fourth, he'd be in second place. Okay. Dang. God, that sucks. Yeah. But I mean, they are all so close together, and then Russell's at one eleven. So it's so funny. You have Red Bull, Red Bull, Ferrari, Ferrari, Mercedes, Mercedes. Wow. Yeah. Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. That is really cool. All right, take yeah. us all the way down from start at Leclerc again. I want to ask you more questions. Okay, so Leclerc has 138. Sainz has 127. Russell, 111. Hamilton, 93. Norris, 58. Botas, 46. Ocon, 39. Alonso, 28. Gasly 16, Magnuson 16, Vettel 15, Ricardo 15, Tsunoda 11, Joe 5, Schumacher 4, Albon and Stroll have 3. Wow. And Latifi has none. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's like, I, from all accounts, he's a good guy, so I feel I bad. He seems like such a nice guy, but. And he, he started in 10th. He Poor started Latifi. the race in 10th. I feel bad because he seems like such a nice guy. Oh, man. But, I mean, the top five are all really close. And then even Hamilton, 93 to 111, is not that. When Hamilton, uh, yeah, Hamilton being out of it is more him experimenting all season yeah. and trying to help. He's He hasn't lost his form. Yeah, they are all so close. And then even when you look at the midfield, there's a gap between Hamilton and Norris, but then they're all really close. Like, okay. So that'll be interesting. What happens? I read about a guy, or no. Sounds like a song. Yeah. Can't, I can't remember if I read about it or heard about it, but somehow somebody I follow on Twitter has a friend who in England where you can take um, all the bets and you do all sorts of wagering has a, I think it's like a thousand to one and he's got like 10 pounds on Hamilton, not winning a race this season. And he did it, you know, back in February. Oh man. And he's sitting on possibly like 10, 20,000 bucks. Wow. Guy's got to be the biggest Ferrari and Red Bull fan. It's like that. Um, oh, sorry, these headphones do they not make you yawn? No, I think it's the headphones plus just <sighs> the things I like to talk about on here make you yawn. No, the it's the pressure from the headphones. I put so much pressure on my ears, I have to yawn to try to. Oh. Do you not feel like massive head pressure? Mm-mm. Oh. Yeah. Brain's not big enough. I don't know. I don't know. That's. But anyway, this guy plays the bet. It's like Kevin from The Office who says, if anybody gives you 10,000 to 1 odds on anything, you, you take, take it. it. And so he took it, and now he's... Sitting pretty pretty. That's funny. So let's go to... Okay, so let's go to teams. Constructor standings. Yeah. So Red Bull has 328. 
Ferrari has two sixty five. Mercedes has two oh five. It's a pretty good gap in between those, I believe. And then McLaren has seventy three, so everybody else is out. Like Ouch. Man. Yeah. Or it's really hard not to ask you questions during that. I had to just look down. I mean, you can ask me questions. Don't ask me math. Well, that's what I've... Like, I don't know. What's the difference? What is this? I don't know. It's numbers, fool. You wouldn't like my type of math. So let's go to fantasy standings. Okay. That was... Okay. That was abrupt. That was. I don't, okay. I got to pull up because the, the okay. app on my phone takes forever. I'm sorry. You should still play Mine Grid Rivals. Take that well, you should still do. So my phone sucks. So I don't even have to defend the app because it's just my <laughs> phone. But I was going to say, like, Doesn't, it takes a while for it it open, but I love me. it when I do. <laughs> we'll tweet the link. Um, going in, we'll probably tweet it tomorrow because with this being a sprint race yeah, weekend, we go quickly. It's got you've got to get your lineups in Friday for quali, sprint race Saturday, real race Sunday. We're getting extra racing. It's like overtime, free racing. In first place, no, let's do. I'll do by league. I mean by by last week. Kay. So last week. Someone uh, with the username Sarah Thomas won with 987 points. I had Checo. That's awesome. And Red Bull. Then after you, F1 Gridiron, who I think is Justin, with 887 points. Um, Justin's all like data guy. He's smart. Yeah, he's really smart. He's got an algorithm where he's got it. <laughs> got the quants in He's there like really smart so um and then mando lando he can't listen to me dude math no he's probably <laughs> slamming <laughs> slamming his steering wheel probably <laughs> mando lando zero four got third this week with 875 and then just st got uh fourth with 850 we're not gonna go farther than that for the season F1 Gridiron, Justin with 3,683 points. Sarah Thomas with 3,540 points. Mandolando, 04, 3,367 points. And I'm holding it down in sixth with 3,289 points. But from last to first is only 900 points. So... It's like the real standings, and all you need is a good week. Nobody yeah, is out it really of it. It's changed. It's the more I learn about it, it's more fun. But it's hard. It's y'all. hard. But you should totally do it after you that endorsement. It. It's great. You'll love it. I'm not gonna do this all because this week because I'm struggling with money things. Yeah, the salary cap makes it very difficult. Man. And this yeah. week, we're so, going to the Red Bull Ring. Yeah, so just like, a couple days, and then we'll... We're back at racing. Back in racing. But it's a sprint weekend. 
Yeah. Which is super fun. I like them. I get. I like them too. What do you do about the pole like and them. the records? Yeah. But racing's racing. It makes Friday matter. It makes Saturday matter. Yeah. Sunday matters. It's a win. I don't, wouldn't want it every weekend. Yeah, probably not. But. but it's a fun. I would take six instead of three if they want to double it next year. I'd be all for that. Unless Checo doesn't do well on them, then we need to get rid of them. Um, Red Bull so Ring biased. is one of my favorite tracks on TV. It just looks cool. It's right there in the mountains. It's basically all just super fast turns with a couple straights. A lot of fun. And just like it's cool to see all the British fans cheering Lando and George and Hamilton. It's cool to see all of the orange smoke. That will be there in Austria. It's going to be nuts. It'll be fun. It'll be a good weekend. Hmm. So, yeah. So, find us on Twitter. Oof. We're probably going to be watching everything delayed. Or at least yeah. quality will be delayed because we're not watching that during the work day. Oh, and Sunday will probably be. Sadly. Delayed. Sunday will be delayed. Yeah. Sunday will be delayed as well. We You'll know we're watching because we'll be in your Twitter feed. We'll start doing tweets. But we're going to tweet. We don't care if we're delayed. We're still tweeting. It'll be fun. Is that it? I guess so. Email us. <laughs> that's like B1 podcast like, at gmail.com. Is that my line? Find us on Twitter at that's B1 podcast. Um, send us transition tips to either account. <laughs> it's been a long week. It really has. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. That's checkered flag. Clip, clop, clip, clop. <laughs> You didn't do it right. That's what she said. That's what she said.